Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi guys, sorry this one is out a little bit late. Um, a lot going on really, a lot going on in life. Obviously today, as you're probably going to be telling aware, I'm not introducing anyone. It's back to you know, having a conversation with myself essentially and tuning in with you guys. So you know, like, you know, having you guys tune in at the same time. A little bit of a, a catch up where I'm at, I guess, in my life. Um, uh, so I work, obviously, uh, trying to get performance through health up and I've had to just kind of put that to the side a little bit. I've got a few projects that I'm working within that. I'm not really focusing on having any uh, major clients at the moment because I'm putting a lot of focus into my um, my employment, cardiorespiratory sleep. So obviously with the pandemic that's going on, I work in healthcare, I work in respiratory healthcare, sleep healthcare, uh, cardiac stuff and it's uh there's very stringent rules now to what tests we can do and uh, how we can do those so i've been focusing on trying as much as i can to put my thoughts into into that and my you know my focus into that and that's generated and spurred some good ideas i think we're as a team we're actually working pretty solid and pretty hard and now i'm enjoying uh, the the, ch- the challenge and adapting to the change, but it's it's you know it, it's obviously it's tough at the same time. It's tiring, and I've just kind of made a sacrifice to just let performance through health just have a little rest for a little while. While um, well, a little less. Performance through health is me essentially, but um, I guess I'm actually just nailing down on a book which I'm focusing all my time on. I've often got too many ideas and too many things going on at once so I just need to rein my focus in a little bit and um, I'm writing a book all about my experience of what how to handle life when it gets chaotic I guess uh, and I guess that's because I'm reflecting back on what ha- what is happening uh, life has got has got chaotic you know it, there's a lot going on for everybody there's a lot of issues in terms of you know, the outcome of this uh, virus let's say the uncertainty it's causing what people are getting concerned about the environment and we know it's going to have a huge impact and we know that this the world's going to change it's not going to go back to how it was uh, six to seven months ago it's not at all this has caused a huge impact we weren't ready for this we didn't have the structures in place a lot of businesses are relying on um, you know, just constantly being in debt, but just just having loans from the banks. Now the whole structure structure is just basically fallen. Now, the hierarchy that has been created, it's like um, a, a brick in the middle has been taken, and the top is just collapsed a little bit. And that's just now the the top. I think I've kind of realised that that's um, sh- shit. We haven't got the structure underneath. We need to support more. So now they feel. Uh, obliged well and they should be right and it's governments and things like that to 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 pay for this and that's uh caused huge issues with uh, all our governments and all the trade and all the you know the price of stuff and they're having to print more and more money into uh society and and when they do that it just weakens the finances so now there is going to be a recession how deep that is or whether it's going to be a depression who knows how fast we're going to get out of that who knows but what we do know is that fear doesn't help us doesn't help us at all and there was a period there has been a period over the last maybe 10 days 14 days of what's been going on and i feared myself and i guess that's why i've just gone work with performance with health i've just shifted away for a little bit because um i, I need to rein in my focus but 
what I found is by writing this book is it teaches me the lessons that I've learned back in my, I guess, over, over the last four years of being here in Australia. And one of those lessons is we had to go when life gets, life gets chaotic. And that's, that, that's back to all the things that, um, you know, the external can't take away, those things that mean stuff to you on internally. So the book is all about discovering what you truly value in life um, and being authentic with that. And that's not kind of coming, it's like reflecting on your personas per se. So it's reflecting on the image of the person that you think you should be in society from the external perspective. It's reflecting on um, periods in your life where you felt down, where you felt like life's, life's chaotic. And, it, and it's it's reflecting on during that period, what, what did you put your value on in life? And if that is something external, then you've always got something that can kind of uh, break you let's say now if you value something internally about yourself and that's where values come from it's the emotions that you wish to feel throughout your life as an internal perspective from the actions you take in this world that is different because what values do is they align you they basically align you and give you a structure to your life and if you live within the structure those things that you value and they are authentic and obviously they are uh, genuine, then at least you can say that you're living your life. Now, obviously, the, you always come back to your values whenever you... Because if you step outside and you do something wrong, you can then, okay, well, I, I, didn't, I was doing what I don't value best, or that means I've stepped, my personality's changed, my, you know, I'm not living into my true essence, per se. Um, you can say, you can blame, you can take the blame. Say, okay, that was my fault. But if you stay to those values and stay true to yourself, obviously there's got to be uh, boundaries set around all this in terms of laws and and uh, ways of living. And it's always going to be governed by um, society per se. That's the collective unconscious. It is going to be governed by that. That's going to be a part of it. But you have to fit in within the laws of the society, but be an individual. And what I think Jung means is obviously it's morality is one key, but what you value in life and what your values and and that's where I went when I was life got chaotic for me three years ago when I was down in the dumps and I had lost who I was. I changed my let's say I lost my spirit per se, and 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 that the story that that ended in was essentially me you know feeling like I wanted to commit suicide. So having that structure guide you it keeps you on a straight and narrow either when shit goes wrong the second thing is you can come back to when life gets chaotic is, is your life philosophy so you know, how do you want to demonstrate and show yourself to the world if you were being the best that you could be the best version of yourself reflect on that shit look at that shit because when you look at that you can go okay wow is this being me am i being authentic am i being vulnerable enough to show the world that I'm just going to be me and fully express me and go for it. Now, obviously, if you do that, you're going to get people who are going to try and pull you down. You're going to get people who knock you all the time. And that's where your boundaries come from, come in. And your boundaries are set from your values. Now, if that person does not mirror the values that you have, or at least maybe three or four of them, then that person might not potentially be right to have in your life. Now, you obviously, you don't just get rid of them because they, uh, you know, it's a network, you, you know, you still, you still, you could might be able to serve them in some way as well, like, it's not just about you, it's about, and about them, but it's to begin with in chaotic life, especially if there's toxic people, so you have to set those boundaries, and once you filter those people out, you've got, like, a, you know, a group of people who are like-minded, 
And when you've got like-minded people, you can then uh, begin to influence those individuals. And I have promised you all that I'm going to talk more about communication. And I want to talk about a little bit how you, how uh, ways of how you can uh, start to influence people, uh, those people that are in your, your like-minded that are potentially you could serve, they could serve, they could be your community, your tribe, um, and you could generally be interested. And that's where you have to start. Essentially, is you've got to be interested in, in, in people, and you've got to be uh, you've, got, you've got to really know what it is they want in life. You've got to know their needs. You've got to know their desires. You've got to know um, where they want to go, and you and you've got to support them as well as obviously them supporting you. And obviously, you have to give that. Um, uh, freely and you know, it's not manipulation if you if you if you do it with with the expectation of coming back that's that's manipulation and that's something that i had to deal with years ago you know when, when i was down in my dumps it was then i was de- i was dealing with that because i was um i guess when i was younger maybe three or four years ago i used to get in relationships with girls and and be good for the sake of being no being nice for the sake of being nice because if i'm nice they're nice to me and that's not the way of uh, giving who you are like you can't expect something back because that's just creating this um you know unconscious bond to someone that they owe you something so it's truly just to be interested out of curiosity for their sake or your sake like they're just the sake of being curious it's just um, I guess presence of being with someone so when you do that and you give that attention to them that makes them feel valued so therefore they value you back okay now before we get into influence there's something that I want to talk about which is probably a little bit more maybe more important and it could lead things down more of the the dark pathway of, of, of uh, influence and this is uh, the concept of authority and uh, when I went to over in London, so I trained with one a, 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 um, under uh, Chase Hughes, who is uh, he used to work in the Navy, served 20 years in the Navy, but he was in the intelligence uh, aspect of it. And he was in um, basically the, the, the he was the guy who was giving up the, the tactics and using the influence, influential language and using NLP, uh, all different communication styles um, and, and figuring out human behavior of how to essentially turn uh, spies, uh, you know, meet with spies and turn them into uh, traitors and you know, rat on their own country and that sort of stuff. And that will come down to mainly authority and rapport. So first, I'm going to be uh, talk about you uh, about authority and what chase, uh, well, chase idea of what authority is. And I, can, and I guess I can talk about my uh, idea of what authority is to me as well. And then I'm um, uh, going to go down with the, the rapport side of and, and how you can build rapport to then influence people. And influence, in a sense, for me, is getting what's the best for both you and yourself, a mutual kind of positive and going in that direction. But if you feel like you're the leader and you feel like that person can, uh, you know, you can serve that person in any way by um, bringing on your journey, is then you can influence them to make the decision, that choice, that decision choice or decision that needs to make, which is in the best interest of you both. That's what I see as an influence. And we're constantly doing it all the time. Um, every time, unconsciously, we do this. We, 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 it's not even something that most people know about because it's all in our body language mainly. Communication is, you know, Harvard University put out papers saying that communication is 92% or 91% in, in, in nonverbal. It's in your language. It's in your, uh, the words that you're, uh, not the words that you're saying. It's in the how you're expressing stuff and, and the uh, body language that you're using. So imagine someone who has authority. They are going to look confident. 
So the first thing is that even Jordan Peterson says this. Jordan Peterson says that you should, the first rule of uh, the 12th rules of life is stand up tall with your shoulders back. And I, and I, I tell this to one of my, my friends in the gym, uh, named Richie, he's a, bit, you know, he's, he's a good friend of mine. Um, but whenever I was in the gym with him, he always kind of had a, looking a little bit down and his shoulders were just a little bit kind of, didn't really, he didn't really stand up too tall. And I told, and I told him that the, the best thing you can do for, for confidence or to radiate confidence or to make people think, look at you and go, oh, that guy's confident. It's just to stand up with your shoulders back, literally. And just look at people and just observe, make eye contact, say hello, be confident, be speaking. You know, you're on this planet just to be there and enjoy yourself and to truly express who you are and get to know people. So um, have that confidence. Uh, and then you've got um, the second one. So confidence is the first kind of category that leads to authority. Um, but before I go further into there, I actually kind of just want to tell you how authority, okay, the, the idea of authority, why that's more important or why chasing is more important than uh, building rapport or influence itself. Now, if you look at most of the, the cult, leaders out, cult leaders out there, um, <laughs> biggest one I can think of will be Hitler. But then you've got uh, Charles Monson, you know, all of those people, who, Charles Bronson, sorry. He had a, a huge court, and there's a lot of courts out there. And these uh, people who run, run courts have authority. People just listen. Uh, and that's because um, authority, essentially, people, it just hardwires this something in, their, in people's brains to just listen. And if you listen, if you go back to an experiment by the, the, the it's called Stanley Milgram, Milgram, the Milgram experiment, Chase explains this very well, is that um, the in the experiment you essentially had two people that were volunteers, and they went to the, uh, uh, basically a, a laboratory, and had a person in there who was dressed up looking like a scientist, had a clipboard, had a badge, and went and uh, got them both to take a card. Now, on this card, uh, there's the one, one of the people who's taking the card is actually an actor, and the other one is the actual participant of the study. Now, both the cards say um, uh, controller. So what happens is, is the, the, volunteer of the, card takes, take, the volunteer takes the card, and that says that they are the controller. They're gonna, what they're going to control is uh, electrocuting the other person. So it's a study about how uh, discipline can cause people to learn faster. So the person uh, who is learning goes into a room and he's basically got to state uh, letters and words and stuff that come up on a screen. And if you get some wrong, the person has to then go and uh, electrocute them. And what happens is, is the, as the words go on, they have to, if they get it wrong, like I say, and then the actor who's in the other room, so the other person's actually an actor, by the way, in the other room, he is there and he starts to get things wrong. So the person then electrocutes them. Every time they got something wrong, the electric, the electric shock got uh, greater and greater in voltage, essentially, to the point where at the very top, you could kill someone. At uh, X amount of volts, um, about three quarters away, you could give someone a heart attack. And every time the person had got the electric shock, the other person in the room was basically screaming, and it was like a big buzzing noise, and it was just all an act. But you wouldn't believe this, but nearly... I think it's 82% or 78% around that region shocked people to death just because someone in a clipboard and had a, a lab coat on and a badge told them to do so. Now, that's quite mind-blowing when you think about it. 
because you'd think that no one would really kill someone or someone would ask questions. But because this person had uh, looked like an authority and they were just saying, for the research, can you please continue? Even in the other side, in the other room, the people were screaming and saying, I've got a, no, I've got a heart issue, you're going to kill me. When the person just calmly and confidently just said, you have to continue. For the research, you have to continue. That person, 80, I think it's like eight, roughly 80%, killed the person. So, Chase looks at authority as being the most influential thing. You know, it's the most, um, I guess, uh, the way that authority tells people to do is it's just it's through the demonstration of these five things. Now, I've talked about confidence. Now, that can be interchangeable with dominance. And I don't mean dominance as in um, you know, evil or, or dominating or being, do being domineering. It's just a kind of, uh, you just know what is right. You want to know the way to go. It's just kind of, it's my way or the highway. And you, you can see this in people like Trump. Uh, it's very kind of narcissistical, but you can also kind of be, um, that raging confidence that, that someone like Trump has is, 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 is actually coming from an insecurity. We won't go down to the narcissism, how that's caused or get off track, but you can consciously be by authority by being confident, being disciplined. And discipline essentially just means you just need to create the habits and, and structures of your life and, and break your life down into um, how you want to live and live by that, you know, live by those values and live by those, um, that life philosophy. That's your, that's your discipline in a way. That's your shape that you're trying to create to your life. And then you've got leadership. And for me, Leadership is about, uh, what I say, it's about looking at people. Leadership is influence, essentially. It's, you know, Max, uh, I forgot what his name is now, but a guy who writes a, a famous uh, leadership book um, is, is gone for me. He essentially has a statement that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And that's by a very famous um, a, a writer and leadership coach. And uh, I believe that's true. You're just leading someone to make a decision uh, that's the correct way that you believe and that you can influence them to know. Like, for example, if you're a smart person, you, I'm a clinician, I work in clinical work, if someone's making poor decisions and I have to influence them because I believe that their health is, 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 is greater, but maybe that's a projection of my, my values. But it's, it's, you know, it's coming from that place of love. And uh, when you come from a place of love, I think influence is huge. Now, uh, the next thing is if you, if I'm just going to you know, go through those again, you've got confidence, discipline, leadership, uh, enjoyment. So people who, people who enjoy themselves are just kind of, you look at that person, you go, I want to hang around with that person. So if you can have people more around you, the more chances you're, you're and you're more enjoying their life, the more positive psychology that you're creating. And that's just basically, gonna, that's going to make people want to be around you. People like to feel positive. It's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing to be around someone who's positive all the time. And I, I really think getting out of that chaotic state and having a positive mind makes a massive influence on yourself, but then on, on the people that you create, uh, attract in your life because you do attract what you put out. And if you're just a negative person all the time, you just constantly be in a negative hole. And the people who are positive will just eventually just get bored of you and be like, I can't be asked to listen to this person anymore. So when you can change that perspective and start to be positive, it fucking changes things. Um, and then gratitude. Like gratitude, just being grateful for someone else's presence. Um, and this comes up into the, the influence part as well. The, the, the second half of this is because authority creates your ability to influence. Now, how do you influence people? 
One is just, uh, this is typical from how to win friends and influence people from Dale Carnegie. And Carnegie is just all about two things. It's about uh, being interested in someone, uh, genuinely interested, creating uh, curiosity in yourself and passing that through you know, projecting out your curiosity onto another person so they can they can receive that because that's all a conversation is is you know like I say most of it's nonverbal so 80 percent of this nonverbal is, is is how you're actually projecting your language out to people is that when you um when you do that and you create you you, you know you ask, get interested by asking questions and you can ask questions time related questions or how long has this been on or how long or what, what how old are you and um, and take people back in their time in their, in their head about their passions. So someone who's passionate about, uh, I know a lot of people are going to be listening to this, maybe into fitness, uh, and that's why you're here, into performance. And you can ask the, you know, just genuine questions about those sort of things. Or if you get to know, if you can know that person before you even meet them, you can kind of find out what their passions are. Um, just from hearing from getting to know someone or say if you introduce someone over a meal you got a mutual friend you can talk about how you uh, you met how, how, how you met them and then find the uh, the passions or talk to the to your friends about what they love to talk about and when you go there and do that that really creates the positive psychology in, in their brains this dopamine um, and you can then see when this person, these individuals, are excited because you can just kind of they just want to go on a journey and tell you everything about it, and that's great. I absolutely love that. Got a friend, David. Shout out to him. He's a absolute legend, um, genius guy, obsessed with the number seven. But he can just build absolutely anything. He's a genius guy. Does it all because he's so passionate and loves creativity. He's the most creative individual I've ever met. And I got nothing for res- but respect from him. But he does it because he loves. He loves it. He can, and it's not about the money. So. Big, big respect to him. But when someone's in that excited state of just talking about themselves, is that you can dig out old memories and you go to places like, you know, where, where, what's your favorite? You can say, what's your favorite a lot? Uh, favorite, sorry. Uh, that's my, my, my lisp. Um, you can talk about what people's uh, favorite thing, things are, uh, um, uh, favorite memories, sorry. And you, they actually have to psychologically go back into that memory bring it back out into the present so you've making or creating awareness now when you talk about that and you can actually physically touch like in the shoulder and a hand they associate that with you so that joy that that memory is then implanted back with the, your memory the memory of you against it and essentially you're going to you're going to be uh, associated with that so whenever they think about that they'll also think about you and they'll get the same feeling and that's just a feeling that everyone wants to to feel right everyone wants to feel um positive and wants to feel how they are in their best at their best so physical touch uh, allows you to essentially um in that positive state make that positive state associated with you and um you can just ask for if small favors and advice so advice when you ask someone for advice it's like putting trust in an individual and trust basically causes uh, and it creates rapport or rapport creates trust they're they're, they're both they're by bi- bi-directional and this is why it's so difficult when people lose their trust or when people when i've when i have my uh, trust broken is that uh, I, I'm, I'm a relationship person it's just my personality part of my personality um if, for anyone out there Mars Briggs I'm at ENJF um i'm not going to go into that as another thing uh, but also that i am um high open but high in agreeableness which i've talked about before that's no sort of individuals pride themselves in their relationships so when a relationship breaks down i am i take it personally 
And uh, so that I tried to create these positive relationships with people, and it, and it really works. I really enjoy having positive relationships. And that you've had, I've had to learn that from moving away from all my friends that I grew with back in back in the UK. Like you know, you've just dumped in the other side of the world with nobody. You can have shit relationships, or you can have great relationships, and it's all about how you frame them and you basically want to do them. So the language that you use, um, this is a bit of a yeah, more an advanced one, I guess. You can you can start to listen to the actual language that a person is speaking and this is getting into neuro-linguistic programming now people either speak with their essentially with their senses so their sensory information that they receive they will interpret that in the language so say for example you've got a visionary person that person's going to say oh i see what i see what you mean um or I, I can't see over there or no it's, it's it's not in my vision it's it's they'll use words that are associated to um, the physical objects. If you've got someone who feels something, they'll say that. They'll say, oh, uh, I'm not really feeling this, or how do you feel about that? And uh, the other one is kind of more... Uh, you got sound, like you got sound as well. So sound is basically, uh, no, I hear you. Uh, no, that's that's um, I hear what you're saying. And those sort of examples... Uh, essentially from that sensory part of the name and you can start to pick those up and you can essentially what you can do is you can make your language so that it matches theirs so you repeat that back now the best thing you can do to make someone think or feel good feel valued know, make them aware that you have that they, their full attention which creates value between you both because conversation and valuable conversation is essentially where you're both learning about each other on the same level and you're both giving the same amount of information and it's just kind of uh, re receptant inter in, in, receiving you know, giving receiving interpreting uh, translating putting back receiving receiving and if you both on that what we call the same wavelength then that's when you hit it off that's when you can you know this i've known this guy i feel like i've known this guy forever like sometimes you just get in that conversation i've known this person forever it's insane i know this girl forever it feels like that but we need to be careful that we're not projecting um, uh, just ourselves onto them and that they actually are registering it and receiving it. And the way you can give that is the, through you know, active listening. And I've talked about active listening before, but the easiest way to demonstrate your actively listening is just repeat three words that that individual said. And you can say it at the end of a sentence. So, for example, um, if I was saying hi, uh, I, so yesterday I was just recording this uh, great podcast. Um, it was all about language, and it was uh, teaching people how to commu communication skills. You can then answer, start your uh, conversation with say, "So you do a podcast, and um, what is it that you like about communication skills?" You are demonstrating them back. You're essentially just listening. It is active listening, but when you do that, that person then goes has to go further into that. And if you talk about passions like that, and you go to the point where um, you you almost find the 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 reason why they're so passionate about it. It, it, it brings that out of the individual into awareness. It brings that uh, unconscious part of their positive mind. It brings it into awareness, and you can um, really create. Uh, you can then really can influence individuals because um, you just be in that state. You can just associate that with yourself, and people feel good around you. And you give praise for that. And honestly, the second part of how we win friends and influence people is about uh, just giving praise to people when they deserve it and not, not criticizing too negatively. Because negative criticism doesn't really give you that much positive benefit from that person's behavior. Whereas if you praise the good behaviors, they'll continue to do that. 
And if you be a leader yourself and demonstrate those good behaviors, and maybe I, recently I haven't been, I've been locked in my, my fearful state a little bit, so I think some maybe there's at work I haven't been in that. Uh, I think I have in the last two weeks, but maybe there's been periods where I haven't been um, in the, in that leadership state that I, I, I guess the image that I portray or the persona that I want to portray of that leadership, which is I'm trying to be as authentic as possible. But when you've got other people or other things or uh, structures of uh, work um, also have to fit in, fit in within that completely, uh, then then you have to you've got to blend. You've got to be able to fit the structure at the same time. So you have to change and adapt to yourself for what's going to be the greater good. You know that, that's what you've got to sort of do. And if you do that on a on a, a scale with with other individuals and praise that behaviour that is, is supporting that whole vision that you have. Um, then it essentially makes things work. But if you criticize people uh, negatively, especially when you're in a positive state, you're not going to get that reward in behavior. So uh, two big things on how to win friends and win friends and influence people there are talk about people's passions, be passionate, even uh, create, you know, be curious. Chase Hughes talks about this uh, a lot. Like the, the, the way you get into someone's um, unconscious mind and allow them to relax and feel good is through focus, interest, and curiosity. Uh, I said that in the, the last communication thingy, and it's all about how can you create focus? Well, you can simply about talk about what people's focus, what focus is at the moment, and you can say names, or you can uh, you can use your body language and move and shift someone in a, in a certain direction, so they're looking the same way as you. That then is you know you're aligning your focus together. So you can do it through movement, you can do it through language, and you can do it through. Um, uh, um, the things that excite people you can say something out of the ordinary something that just shocks someone so say, say for example you're um, uh, you're, just, you're just paying for something in a shop and you just say something completely random and you ask a lady a really random question you, you're just buying a, 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 a protein shake and, a, and, a, and a, a protein bar or something like that and you you just say to that woman okay sorry do you know which way is northwest what that does is that then puts that person into their into their mind so they generate focus and that then breaks the uh what you'd say is just being led by that unconscious people most people are just not even listening to what you what you're saying if they're just in that role of just being who they need to be that persona they're not aware and you need to bring that attention back um to to the present and then you create interest by asking interesting questions and then you generate like generates the curiosity but the curiosity has to flow you have to allow that curiosity to continue to, to, to flow in a, in a positive direction. So anyway, I've waffled on. Um, I hope you enjoyed this one. Give me more the, you know, ideas that you want to talk about. I'm going to delve into this a bit more. Next time we're going to go a bit, maybe a bit deeper into how you can um, use language and more of those techniques of what you're actually saying to uh, associate certain behaviors or generate behaviors this is called uh, behavioral engineering and you can do this on an individual scale this is what chase's chase's taught there's uh, many people that teach this tony robbins is huge at doing this um i'm probably going to delve a little bit deeper into that so hit me up if you if you if you, if you think this one's been good and you've enjoyed it and give me some feedback and uh, also please share and uh um just give give uh, give me a like and or, or follow, follow uh, subscribe or please just um, go onto Apple Podcasts and just scroll to the podcast and literally put five stars and give me give me a rating if you've enjoyed this because this was just off the cuff. Anyway, tune out. Thank you for listening.